0: All right, welcome to the first episode of Investors Gallery of 2023, my entire audience. So for those of you who are new um, and have found either the podcast or the video clip somewhere, my name is Presley. I am part of Dimensional Capital Partners here in Houston, and we are a multifamily investment and development firm. And we are in the office that I built. And the reason why I call it Investors Gallery is because on the other side of the wall is the art gallery that I built. And the purpose of this show and this podcast and these interviews is to allow people, the public, the general audience to be able to have access to ask questions to amazing people like Misty. So (laughs) thank you for coming on, Misty. I so appreciate it. I'm so honored to have you here. Um, So let's start with Telling us about yourself and what you do, and then we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for, for having me. This way to kick off the new year. I love it. <laughs> Still can't believe it's here, but hey, I, I let's let's rock and roll this year. I'm I'm pumped. Um, so yeah, I my name is Misty Hassen's job, and I have been doing real estate investing full-time with my husband since. Um, 20 what 16 yeah so a little over six years November 2016 we said bye bye to our corporate jobs and dove in uh, to real estate investing didn't know a whole lot joined a program and um, we do a lot of development as well um, that's our primary focus kind of done a little bit of everything wholesaling rentals flips um, but our primary focus is on new construction and development. Um, and, uh, we're super excited about, uh, this year, we're going to actually start building subdivisions, some build to rent subdivisions, which is awesome and a great market, um, to be in, especially right now. And I also have been coaching other female investors, um, brand new, how to get started and then also more experienced investors in how to scale their business. So I started that in July, 2020, and it's been amazing. I've coached well over 150 women on their real estate wow. investing journeys. And I'm just loving that this is my, you know, job, right? Wow. It's It's been amazing. So I have a program called Her Mindset Matters REI and um, just continuously improving it and growing that community and trying to be a resource to any women out there really wanting to, to jump into this industry. So it's been a lot of fun
0: wow okay that's that's a lot to unpackage so <laughs> wholesaling wholesaling development um what are, i know i'm missing like two or three things you've done wholesaling you're doing development now
1: mm-hmm. yeah we've oh. done some flips um we have a rental we're going to start building uh, expanding that portfolio um and uh but yeah our primary focus we've built a bunch of townhomes here in the Houston area. Um, and now we're moving more towards building subdivisions and so single family homes but subdivisions and there um some you know could be built to sell and but most of them are going to be built to rent subdivisions which we see popping up a lot of places um and it's a, it's an amazing strategy and an amazing market to get into not everybody wants to be a homeowner not everybody can be a homeowner but they still want a nice place to live and they right. can make a decent you know, $2,000 a month rent, you know, payment, and live in a nice new place. And it's been a really, um, we've been doing a lot of research on this for about two years. And it's just really exciting to now be moving forward and breaking ground and starting to to build, um, you know, these communities and opportunities for more housing, especially here in Texas, because we got a lot of people coming here.
0: So we need places
1: for them to live, you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. what is the
0: first thing you got into?
1: So we, um, I think our very first deal that we did was a flip and we started in Austin and it was actually over by Franklin's Um, barbecue. And it took a little bit longer than expected, but because of where it was located, which Franklin's barbecue is downtown Austin, Um, we actually uh, did better because the appreciation of that area. Uh, So that I believe that was our first deal. And then like I said, I've done some wholesale deals. And then we moved to Houston in 2017, October 2017, or November, um, right after Harvey, and we were going to flip flooded homes. And we never flipped a flood at home and we got right into new development, which is much easier to build here in Houston than it was in Austin. Mm-hmm. And that's really where we wanted to be. My husband is a former um, civil engineer, grew up in construction. He's always wanted to build. And so we we found some other investors that were looking for like a project manager to actually be the boots on the ground and build. And he can do that. And so we teamed up with them on a couple of projects and that's how we mm-hmm. got into New development, pretty early on. I mean, that was in the second year that we were investing. So, yeah.
0: So, was it your husband that pulled you into real estate investing? Oh yes. Oh
1: yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I had no interest, desire. I didn't know anything about it, and I was okay with that. I was a human resources manager, and I was totally fine doing that. And then, of course, he took me to you know a a three-day event and. I was like, oh, I want to do this. I can do this. I can help people and I want to help build a business. And um, so then, you know, we just both said, let's do it. Let's just go all in. And if we absolutely have to, we can go back to work. Thank goodness we have not had to six plus years later and we don't ever plan to. Um, And I really just fell in love with helping people. Um, And so a lot of my focus was on helping people stop foreclosures. I learned everything there was to know about foreclosures door knocked for nine months straight. I mean, I was like, yeah, I was doing this full time. So it was like every day and it was the best experience, the best learning experience. And so that's a big part of the coaching that I do is really helping women. They also really want to help people then we need more of that, especially right now. There's a lot of people facing foreclosure, especially after Mm -hmm. COVID. Um, and, Um, It's a very different conversation that you're having with these these homeowners and these potential sellers. And um, it's not an are you interested in selling your house conversation because they're not. And so I take everything that I learned as what I did in my business or doing my business, especially that boots on the ground door knocking. I don't door knock anymore, but. Um, the boots on the ground, door knocking, and I really help them facilitate these conversations and provide as much value and service to people in these situations. Um, mm. And so I, I love that I'm able to share like real life, you know, experience and how I, how I built that business and and help them do the same. Um, so yeah, but yeah, no, I had no interest in real estate investing and he took me to that event and I was like, I'm in, let's do this. And we've never looked back and it's, it's been an incredible journey, a hard one, not, you know, not the easiest and entrepreneurship is tough, but, um, zero regrets. And I absolutely love what I do every single day, all day. Like it's, like I said, the fact, this is my job. I don't like to call it work or a job, but, um, it's awesome. So yeah, the job
0: ends and you wake up working. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. It's like, I get to do what I love, which is help people all day, every day, whether it's people, you know, facing foreclosure or my coaching clients that are, you know, building their businesses. And so that's all I've ever wanted to do is help people. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's been a beautiful journey and businesses. We have multiple businesses now, um that have been blossoming and um it's just fun to share in that too and and hope that it inspires and helps other people you know jump into this if that's something that they're passionate about for sure
0: um do you feel comfortable sharing which program um that you went to
1: yeah so i went we joined the big dog program with phil and chenoa grove Um, Mm -hmm. So we went to their three-day event and um, went through their program. And there's many programs out there. They're all good in their own right. They're all, they all offer different things. Um, They have different kind of support, different kind of education. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm, I don't believe in competition or scarcity or anything like that. I think you, if you find the right program and the right coach or coaches or whatever for you. Then that's all that matters. And so I always say, go, go out and explore. you know, go to these different events, um, you know, kind of vet these coaches, um, vet their programs, talk to the people that have gone through it. That's what we did um and make sure it's going to be a good fit for you because if it isn't it is going to be very difficult for you to learn from those people and actually like be able to go do or if they don't provide the kind of support that you're looking for or education so really make sure it's something but it is the best investment that you will make is in yourself Um, And so when you buy into these programs or hire coaches and mentors and whatnot, uh, to me, I will always have a coach. I will always be part of programs because I'm always Mm going to better myself. And I want to provide that to, um, you know, continue to provide that in different ways to the women uh, investors as well. So yeah, I'm I'm a huge advocate of, of coaching programs and having coaches and mentors of all all kinds, you know, by your side and you're on your journey. And I love to be that for others as well.
0: That's amazing. Um, so my, my podcast is a little slightly different because I like to get into the human side. Um, sometimes me and the, the person I'm interviewing kind of nerd out on real estate investing, or I had, um, Satch on, I think two weeks ago. No, A month ago, and we're both pilots, so we kind of nerded out on airplanes, (laughs) Um, but I want to get a little light shed on the thought process and what was going through your mind because your husband kind of was in it already, but more through an academic, civil engineering, not really yet boots on the ground. And you guys came together as a a power couple and kind of went head in first. What was the thoughts and how did you handle all of these? Because everybody gets negative thoughts and scary thoughts. How did you handle all of that when you first went into it?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everybody gets them. And guess what? You're going to continue to get them as your business grows. Because every time a new project comes along or a new opportunity or a new client or something along those lines, you're, it, you know, every time that it, it's time to level up you're going to get a little bit scared and you should actually because you're getting pushed outside your comfort zone. So that's a big part of the coaching that I do. I love that you want to talk about this because my program is called Her Mindset Matters, REI for a reason. We get Mm -hmm. in our heads, especially women. I, I love women, but we're emotional creatures. We get in our own way. And for me i was definitely my husband is more of like the left brainer you know let's or like get everything a plan out and i'm just like oh this feels right let's just do it you know <laughs> right so so we do make a good team um and i will say you know as i've grown you know getting the proper education getting the proper coaches and mentors. And now I've had many, many coaches and mentors. I've had mindset coaches. I've had business coaches. Um, I'm actually working um, with like a, she's actually a trauma coach because I had a a pretty, um, I guess, memorable. I don't know if that's, I had a, I'm a mom now and I had a pretty, interesting delivery day. And so I've worked with coaches of all different types, and they've all helped me personally and professionally. So Mm -hmm. I think finding that and just addressing the fears... Just acknowledging, like, hey, I'm so scared to pick up the phone and make these cold calls because what mm-hmm. if somebody asks a question I don't have an answer to? Yeah. Or I'm scared somebody's gonna say, yes, I am interested in selling. And then I don't <laughs> know what comes yeah. next, right? I mean, fear of success is a real thing that people don't talk about. Yeah. They usually mention fear of failure, but they don't mention fear of success. And I didn't really understand it until I actually worked with a mindset coach about my fear of success. And it's, you know, constantly getting in front of that and understanding, well, where are these fears coming from? And also taking from your that you excel in, maybe your job, or you're an amazing mom, you're super organized, and you're like the PTA, you know, whatever it is, or you're climbing the corporate ladder, but taking those skills and bringing it into your real estate investing business or whatever business it is. Yes, it's a new industry, it's a new business. But for example, for me with human resources, I had dealt with um, distressed employees every day, all day, right? And so having conversations with distressed homeowners was very easy for me. They were you know, in a situation, they weren't happy about a situation, they needed help and I was there to help them. Was it a different conversation? Of the specifics that we were talking about, sure. And I got the proper, you know, education and and coaching to talk specifics. But the empathy I could bring into it, you know, sitting with them, truly, you know, building rapport and trust with them. Those are all skill sets that I pulled over from my human resources side of things. Mm. I think we forget that we can borrow those skills and the confidence in those skills. And bring them over to something new that we're doing. We just go, oh, I'm new. I don't know anything. So I'm scared and I'm going to fail and I'm going to fall flat on my face and everybody's going to know. We forget that, you know, for whatever, 20, 30, 40, 50, I've coached women now that are in their 60s. 60 years that you've had these skill sets that you've used to survive or to, you know, real, climb a corporate ladder, get better jobs, be a good mom, be a good wife, whatever it is. And you can bring those and borrow those and pull those over. And when you realize that it's not as scary and you start wow. focusing on those things, and then you can learn everything else. Everything else is, can be learned, but it's we have to address what exactly we're scared of and acknowledge it and then start to, to bring in the pro- the proper tools and resources and support to then yeah. confidently move forward and take action in your business cuz most yeah. people don't take action they consume the information they come on these webinars they go on bigger pockets they watch everything on youtube they read book after book after book and 15 years goes by and they've never done a real estate transaction why right cuz they're terrified Right? right so what are you scared of let's address that let's you know let's use these skills that you're in education that you're learning and let's actually do something with it but we have to understand what we're so scared of first right so That's yeah
0: amazing mindset um,
1: everything i, I tell <laughs> myself
0: i always want to write all these i have so many questions <laughs> and then i get to one and i forget the other six so first question really an assumption um because I was reading your bio and I saw human resources. Did you also pull a lot of um, organizational skills that you either might've had already or learned from HR into the real estate realm?
1: Yeah, a lot of, a lot of what, so when we started our businesses, we took um, our second business, which is our development firm, uh, Elevated Development. We we uh, started it with another couple and we, they were part of the same program that we were part of and we all had very different skill sets. And part of mine was that human resources side and that bringing in all of that and understanding how to set up the business properly on that side because we were hiring employees and we, you know, we had to pay them and we had to do you know sign contracts and do all this stuff so you know it was like there was tons of different uh um, skills i guess or or again knowledge that i had that was specific to that that i pulled over into this business and and so on and so on. Now we have a few different real estate investing businesses and now my coaching business. And I mm-hmm. definitely pull that over. And a big part of what I do, obviously coaching is train and develop people. That's also a big part of human resources is training and developing people. And it was my favorite part of human resources. So now I get to keep doing that, which is awesome because that was the part that I was like, I'm going to miss that. But now mm-hmm. I have that opportunity. And so, um, and that's another thing you get to make whatever this business is, you want it to be. You are in charge here. And we forget that. And it's like, so you enjoy doing those things, bring those over, bring, you know, whatever it is you enjoy doing, either hire out the stuff that you don't want to do, or bring in a partner to do that stuff. Um, You know, you don't have to do it all alone. And we've never done it all alone. We've always had partners in our, in our deals and our businesses. And, uh, we always will. It's just more fun, more skill sets, more, you know people, more brains, more money, more all of it is involved. and it just made sense for us. and maybe that doesn't for everybody else, but but yes, I definitely pulled over a lot. And so have the other partners in elevated development. They mm-hmm. brought over their skill sets. They worked in oil and gas, and you know what I mean, specific things that that they were they were really good at. Um, they that's why we kind of joined forces. So coming together and understanding strengths and weaknesses is is a very vital part of setting your business up properly and creating the right team around you as well, especially if you want to scale.
0: Right. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you say with all the training that you're continually getting, do you feel that that's what separates successful or highly successful people versus those who are not successful would be how much training they are getting or willing to pay for?
1: I think it's not so much the training. I think it's the doing part. So I have coached women that went through multiple programs before mine had hired multiple coaches, spent tons of money on whatever they spent money on, right? Online programs, in-person programs, weekend retreats, whatever it is. Um, and still had never done anything. And so that's really, to me, the difference is it doesn't matter how much money you spend or how many programs you've been a part of. And that's kind of what they say. Well, Misty, I I don't need another program. I've been through this program, this program, this program. I said, yes, but have you done a deal yet? Well, no. Well, okay. So in my program, that's why my program is so mindset focused because I'm getting all the women that have consumed, I call it passive um, passive action-taking. There's a difference between massive and passive, right? Mm-hmm. So they've consumed, 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 which is awesome. But if you don't do anything with it, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. So I take that and help them do massive action-taking, which is mm-hmm. doing, right? They actually have to build a business plan and, int- and implement it. And we're, we're doing cold calls. We're doing like we're doing, and that's the big difference between the people that you'll find that are successful and not successful. Right. There's people that just talk about it all the time. And there's people that just do it and figure it out as they go. And Mm -hmm. those, the people that do it and figure it out as they go are the ones that, that are going to be more successful and get there a lot quicker as well. Obviously. Right.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. How much do you spend on, um, learning and coaching and everything i mean did.
1: we've spent oh gosh i'm I've comparing spent,
0: comparing notes and numbers to
1: yeah other, i mean uh, i've spent well over probably close to 100 grand on coaching on
0: programs mm-hmm. yeah i think number.
1: i think i'm maybe even a little over that um but yeah no, absolutely. And I have zero regrets on any of it. Like it mm-hmm. all, you know, even if the program wasn't a perfect fit, I still learned from it and was able to take from it. Yeah. Um, you know, spent large amounts, smaller amounts, um, got one-on-one coaching, done group coaching. I provide that for others. Um, and it's really, I will say the bigger investment that you make, the more serious that you take it. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, but it, it, it is more about finding the right program or coach and really like going all in right. and finding somebody that's not just about signing you up, you know, like, oh, I don't, as long as you sign up and I get your payment, I don't care, right. you know, whatever, like, um, but really finding the right, for what you need, the right person or program is is like vital. That is so key. Mm-hmm. But then you have to turn around and execute. You have to do I can't pick up the phone and make the cold calls for you. You know what I mean? I can help talk you through, you know, what's going on there and your mindset and, and how to answer these questions people are asking and prepare you, but I can't pick up the phone and make the calls for you.
0: So that's that's
1: what they still have to do. But once we tackle these mindset issues, um, the fear of doing, you know, it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And then the more that you do, the more confidence that you build. And then it's not so scary anymore. So, it's a process, but.
0: so in your in your coaching, okay, because i want to, I want to see if there's a different uh, a, not a way to differentiate, but I guess to see if there's a difference at all. when you're coaching a young woman because they're all young women, what do you see most common as the biggest Issue or is the biggest issue always the lack of action?
1: Yeah, it's okay. the fear, it's the lack of action, it's the not feeling ready. Um, it, it's the fear of somebody asking a question and you not having the answer, or not knowing what to do next. It, it truly mm-hmm. is the lack of action. Um, it's the analysis paralysis. It's mm-hmm. Oh, I want to, you know, I want to wholesale and then I want to do short-term rentals and then I want to do multifamily. And then I want to like, it's the shiny object syndrome, which causes lack of action. It's the overwhelm. Where do I start? How do I know what to do? How to do it? Again, lack of action. It all stems to lack of action. Um, And so once we can, we can get past these mindset blocks or roadblocks, I like to call them. And then even if we're just taking a tiny bit of action to start, it will build up and build up and build up. But yeah, that's where men and women are different. Men will just go and do. They just will. Most of them, they don't really overthink that much. They're just, hey, I'm just going to go do and I'm going to figure it out as I go. Right. We're women, we overanalyze everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I love that about us, but I also can really get that, you know, there's so many things about women that I love. To bring into the real estate investing space um, because we just look at everything so differently and we interact with people differently, but we Mm -hmm. will so get in our own way um, because we're too in our head overthinking, overthinking, overthinking that then no action actually takes place and then nothing gets done. No business is built. No deals are closed. No money is made. And 15 years later, you're in the exact same position that you were when you first started reading articles and books and stuff (laughs) right and then you're then you're pissed at yourself you're like ah, really I haven't another year went by and I didn't do anything again you know Mm -hmm. or you'll justify it by getting another book or hopping on another webinar Mm -hmm. or joining another program
0: wow okay Yeah.
1: yeah and if you have a good coach they will call you out on all of that Mm-hmm. And then they will help you dig into, okay, well, what about this book or program or whatever makes you think this is going to be different this time, you know, mm-hmm. and what's really going on here. So um, that's the difference between a good coach and a not so good coach. So what <laughs> They I'm will hold you is, very accountable. <laughs> uh,
0: a really good coach is also a really good counselor is what I'm also.
1: <laughs> yes. They ask a lot of questions. They make you very uncomfortable and they ask you a lot of questions and they ask you very difficult questions that nobody else has asked you. They mm. don't sugarcoat anything. They don't, cause what's that going to do? I'm not your friend. I mean, I am friendly with all of my coaching clients. I, I love all of them very, very much, mm-hmm. but I'm not your friend. That's, Oh, everything's going to be okay. You know, yeah. it's like, no, we're going to find it. Why didn't you make your cold calls today? What was going through your head? You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to hold your feet to the fire Mm -hmm. because nobody else is. And that's why you haven't done anything for 15 years. Right. Mm -hmm. So a good coach will ask you some of the toughest questions. And I get told that all the time that like, man, Misty, I love your questions, but I also hate them (laughs) because it makes (laughs) me really think it makes me really like dig into what's going on, you know? And, but the, the only way to figure out what is going on is to truly ask yourself those questions and be honest with what's going on or what's not, you know, what's happening or not happening, basically.
0: So yeah. So, yeah. The toughest person to deal with is the one in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So That's if the the, the most difficult issue and topic for your coaching group, and probably the sample of your audience probably speaks to the majority of, let's say at least women out there. What would you say number two and number three are of either mental blocks or um, action or actionable items that they just are not doing?
1: So mental, one mental block would be money. They think they need, I got to save, I got to save, I got to save, I got to save, right? And that's why women will go 15, 20 years saving to, to buy their first investment property. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and say you don't need any money to start real estate investing because that's not true. You do need some money, right? Especially if you are going to invest in a, in a program or a coach. Also, you need some money to invest into some marketing campaigns or whatever you're doing, purchase a list. It can be very minimal, but when it comes to purchasing properties, there are obviously very creative ways that you can purchase properties, which we do share, um, you know, in our program. And so I think people use money as like a excuse in a sense, or they just think they need a bunch of money in order to invest. It also depends on the type of investing you're doing. If you just want to passively invest, then yeah, you do need money, right? Mm -hmm. So, but I think there's, everybody's like, oh, I just need to save another year, you know? And no, we can we can get you, we can help build your capital. We can get you into deals, you know, owner finance, subject to all these creative ways that we teach. Um, and then I would say the third one is not having a solid plan. Um, the women that do take action that I talk to take very, um, like, Unintentional. Oh, I'm just going to go put out ten bandit signs, and then I'm going to make ten cold calls, and then I might knock on ten doors, and they're all over the place in the action that they're taking, and so they're not Mm -hmm. doing any of it right. They're not being strategic. They're not following up, and then they're bouncing from list to list to list, or marketing campaign to marketing campaign to marketing campaign. Oh, I door knocked five doors in two weeks. Nobody said yes. This doesn't work. (laughs) Go to cold calling, right? This yeah. happens all the time mm-hmm. and nobody follows up and that's where all the deals are. You have mm-hmm. to follow up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think having, you know, taking action, but not not being strategic and intentional and mm-hmm. productive with your time, because time is a big one for the women that I, there, a lot of them are single moms. They have full-time jobs. They don't have, you know, the luxury of jumping into real estate investing full-time. That's a goal of theirs. So we have to be very intentional with how they're spending their time because otherwise they're not going to get results and they're going to get very frustrated. And that's typically why they, where, you know, how they found me is there to that point, like either I'm not taking action or I am, and I'm not getting any results.
0: How do you typically market? hmm? So how do you typically market? So the best ways
1: for me, marketing, um, obviously my focus was on pre-foreclosures, right? People facing foreclosure, stop Mm. their foreclosure, help them start fresh type thing. I had a whole team of people that would help me with this, um, relocation specialist, credit repair specialist, all of that. And the best, um, either door knocking or cold calling are the two two best ways you want to be in front of that person, whether it's physically in front of them or on the phone. In my opinion, sending mailers, waiting for them to call you um, that these are professional procrastinators. They don't right. want to deal with the situation. They buried their head in their sand. So unless somebody is knocking on their door or calling them, um, they're not really going to address it. So right. for, for me, that is what my primary focus. I've done all of it. Letters, bandit signs. Uh, I mean, tried all of it. And those were the two that actually created results. And I'll tell you, I was one of those people in the beginning that was doing a bunch of different marketing campaigns incorrectly, right? Mm-hmm. I was doing too little of too much and not doing it correctly. That's mm-hmm. where I'm like, when you work with me, one marketing campaign is your first focus. One mm-hmm. list, one marketing campaign. Let's get really good at that. Close some deals. And then we can bring in another marketing campaign and another list. But right. until then, like, no, because you need to get really good at this one, right? Right. So it's a totally different approach than what probably most uh, most coaches out there are like, oh, go put out a bunch of bandit signs and go make a bunch of calls and da-da-da. It is a numbers game, but you still need to be strategic in how you play that numbers game, in my opinion.
0: Right. And what about your coaching program? How do you market that?
1: So that's all been through Facebook. I, hmm. since July, 2020, I have only been on Facebook. Um, and that's how I have literally got, all the women that have gone through um, the Her Mindset Matters coaching program and my one-on-one clients. Mm. Um, now I have hired a marketing and branding agency to actually help me. I'm going to just where we are just starting to work together so that I can expand my reach a little bit and you know get on Instagram and LinkedIn and. Um, you know, yeah. just, just get out there a little bit more, but yeah, it's all been through relationships, um, previous, you know, just relationships I've already built. And then just, you know, well, I guess building relationships on Facebook too. Like I just, mm-hmm. you know, interact with women and we start chatting and get on a call. And if it's a good fit, then, then we get them signed up and we start working together.
0: Mm-hmm. So. I'm sure a lot of, uh, <laughs> referrals too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. And referrals. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot of referrals as well. So,
0: so it's, you, been great. it's been a very
1: it? organic way to build the business, which is exactly what I wanted. I wanted it to be very like, you know, hey, if we've interacted and you like the way I do things, let's chat and see if, you know, I can help you build your business. Because I've said no to people and people have said no to me. And that's cool. Like, good. You know, there's other programs out there and, and all mm-hmm. of that. So I get to work with the people that I really want to work with and vice versa, mm-hmm. which is awesome.
0: That's cool so that's your coaching program and you kind of so you went from a flip to wholesaling did you do subject twos when you were dealing with the foreclosure yes okay I I don't want to
1: yeah because whether it was us purchasing the property or my buyers purchasing the property, they wanted sub two deals as much as possible. So Mm -hmm. I pretty much negotiated all of those contracts as sub two. And then I had some cash buyers that would come in and want to pay cash. Um, And that's fine. Right. You just, you know, do an addendum to the contract, but I would negotiate all of those deals to be sub two. And honestly, a lot of them, because, these people do bury their heads in the sand for so long. They have no equity and they're mm-hmm. very close to being underwater. And a lot of times the deal would only make sense. The numbers only made sense if it was a sub two deal. Mm-hmm. If somebody were to come in and pay cash, it would not have made sense. But if you're taking over a loan and you're a flow, you know, $500 a month or whatever, and not a lot has to be done to the house because it's a newer house. Well, okay, that makes sense. I can do that. Right. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, majority of the, of the foreclosure contracts that I got were sub two.
0: Mm. Well, wow. that's also helping a lot of families out as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, it is a, it is a great strategy that really presents a win-win all around, in my opinion. Mm. Um, so it really helps them rebuild their credit and get them out of a situation that other people, if they don't, know how to do a sub two or get creative they may may say sorry like there's nothing we can do you're you know right. you owe too much or whatever and not be able to help them
0: right so. right i want to go a little bit more into the real estate but i still you're you're, you're <laughs> such an amazing personality that i want to dig just a little bit deeper on that um so tell the audience and myself as well um some of some of your Vehicles like your books? Do you have a favorite um YouTube person? Like Michael Blank is a, a big one. Um where, where where does your information usually flow from?
1: So I'm Thousands always yeah, yeah. I'm always listening to I always um I start my day with um Darren Hardy. He has a Darren Daly. I don't know if you know who he is, but Um, he has just a quick like it's usually like anywhere from five to 10 minutes and it's just a little motivational thing Um, Mm -hmm. it gets emailed to me every day Um, I'm actually currently listening to the power of vulnerability by Brene Brown Um, and one of my favorite books that I really loved was you are a badass by Jen Sincero um, and oh, there was one that was really good about, um, building teams and I can't think of the name of it. Um, I want to say it was like time clock or something. I can't remember the name of it. I'll have to let you know, but there was one that it was a lot, it was quite a while ago that I listened to it, but it was about kind of building teams and, and putting proper team members and processes and things like that in place, which was really
0: interesting. Oh, I, I um, think I just read that book. Uh, do you know, what,
1: you know what I'm talking about
0: I think I do uh, um, uh, I have so many books on Audible
1: I know um, me too I'm like what is
0: the uh, uh I just did I did I really read this many books in, in between? <laughs> was it the hands-off investor no oh. another
1: good one is the magic of thinking big that's a really good one who not how is the book I'm thinking of?
0: No. But from your responses, <laughs> no. Who not I mean how that. speaks about the same thing. It's um, it basically goes into it's not uh, you personally doing something. It's basically figuring out somebody who knows how to do it and mm-hmm. okay. Well, that was mm-hmm. what I thought it was. Yeah, and this
1: one, I'm. I'm I swear, I'm. Uh... What is it? Oh, another really good one for people that get uncomfortable about having conversations um, is exactly what to say by Phil M. Jones. It's really, mm-hmm. really good. And actually he came into our program, the big dog program, and um, he did like a webinar, like a Q and a, and it was really, really awesome.
0: Exactly um, what to say. Exactly
1: what to say. Mm-hmm.
0: Downloading it now.
1: Yeah, it's really good. Um, of course I can't. find. Oh, it's one. only an
0: hour. I can do that. In, in a yeah. Second.
1: It's a short, it's a short, it's a short book. Okay. That's um, my book,
0: like 14 hours.
1: Yeah. Clockwork. That's the one I was thinking of Clockwork okay. by okay. Mike McTowell. I don't know. So I, um, I'm always, and then podcasts I love. So, um, I joined his program. It was Rob Dial. His podcast is the mindset mentor. Mm -hmm. So I joined his program back in December, 2020, and he really helped me with my mindset and actually helped me grow my coaching business. And I joined his mastermind and everything. It was amazing. So I love his podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, the good life, Brian Buffini, he's actually Mm -hmm. an agent, but he's got multiple businesses and whatever. I really love his podcast and the message that he um, puts out there um life coach school is one I listen to a lot. And then um there's another one called The Business Savage
0: that mm-hmm. actually
1: she's up, she's the woman I hired for my marketing and branding. Uh I hired her agency to do marketing and branding for me. She's like mm-hmm. a freaking marketing branding genius, but her name is Cassandra Britton, and she has a podcast called The Business Savage. And she's mm-hmm. also a, a business and mindset coach too. So okay. um, we were part of a mastermind together. And so, but yeah, I love listening to to that kind of stuff, especially in the morning when I'm getting ready, because it gets me all fired up for the day. And mm-hmm. I always share a bunch of podcasts with all of the, all of my coaching clients, kind of based on what they're what they're doing and what they're going through and whatever else. I always have some podcasts to share with them. So that's always nice.
0: Um tell us about your your daily routine.
1: My daily routine. Well, um, it it definitely, I have an eight month old. uh, So when she came into the world, things changed a little bit. So she was born in April. (laughs) Um, And now we have her in daycare and and everything else. So um, I usually do spend the mornings with her because Mm -hmm. I work late into the evenings. Most of my coaching clients and coaching sessions are in the evenings because all of my clients have full-time jobs. So I spend the mornings with her and then take her to daycare. And then I get, you know, the rest of the the day, basically in evenings to work on, to work on the businesses. Um, And I'm primarily um, focused on, on my coaching business. And then I'm like, my husband is running all of our development projects. Like that's his jam. He loves that. Um, Still, he's going to
0: be on this podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. He would love that. (laughs) but he he loves you know being out there building stuff and whatnot and so i'm involved in helping make decisions and knowing what's going on but i'm not like day to day going out and like managing contractors or building anything that's yeah. that's his thing exactly. <laughs> yes yes absolutely <laughs> so. okay
0: the, the the reason i ask is um, i've been mentoring for about 15 years Um, And oddly enough, I didn't realize how big of a thing mentorship was. I mentored because it was just something that I just wanted, I've always wanted to help people because where I come from, there was such a lack of opportunity to receive help.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So it was just, I didn't, didn't know a lot of people even charged for that. To this day, like my partner and I um, just started, you know, coaching people. And and teaching people for a fee because he was like, you're teaching these people how to be multimillionaires for free, and I'm like, yeah, I. That's (laughs) not you're supposed to, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But the reason why I ask you about your routine is what I come from a a Tim Robbins, uh, Tim Robbins, a Tony Robbins type of um, background where every day you want that reset and every day you want to start Mm -hmm. at the same level. Um, So I was just curious if you had that same. Um, type of mentality i have um i have three kids and a two-year-old as part of that three so i currently just got reset as well i was waking <laughs> up at six and yeah um, so so motivating to hear people i i used to do runs at six o'clock in the morning and at the end of my run i would go live and you know give like motivational speeches and just pour into people hmm and when that baby came
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: people don't understand what our kids the the middle of the night waking up and feeding and yeah. yeah it 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 will it will definitely change the schedule so that's where that came from that's why I asked you uh, if you had a routine
1: yeah, I think I'm still kind of figuring it out. Like, you know what I mean? She's been in daycare for a couple of months and I'm just mm-hmm. kind of getting back into the businesses full-time and and all of that. I'm not a super super like regimented. I have certain things I need to do every day, like mm-hmm. work out and move my body and like listen to podcasts or books and journal. Like I have that, but I'm not like at this time I'm doing this and at this time I'm doing this. Yeah. Like I'm pretty free flowing. My husband on the other hand is the complete opposite. Like he's up at 4am. He's at CrossFit at 5am. He's usually at the office by seven. Like Uh, he is very, very, and that's how he works. And when he doesn't get a workout in or doesn't get up early, he's kind of thrown off and I'm not that way. So we're different, but I do absolutely see the importance of making sure that you're including the things that like give you the reset or feel the fire or whatever. Right. And motivation is great. Like I love motivation. You want things to motivate you, but you need to find things that will help you create the discipline to do the things, especially the things that you don't want to do. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me working out, I feel a little bit off the rest of the day. In like doing all the things I need to do. If I didn't get that outlet, like get out and do something not business, not mommy, not nothing just for me, I can feel it throughout the rest of the day. No, it doesn't. It could be at seven in the morning I work out, or it could be at ten in the morning. That I don't care that much about, but it's like getting those certain things in at some point is really what my focus is, making sure that that happens. Yeah,
0: that's that's amazing. That it's amazing that you are not. Overly hard on yourself that it has to, <laughs>
1: you know locked oh, out. That has taken a long time to get there, let me tell you. <laughs> and I still struggle with it because I used to be very, 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 very hard on myself. Mm. And it's understanding myself now and understanding my circumstances now and being a new mom and figuring this out. And what do I want my day to look like? You know, I want to spend my mornings with my daughter and I have the luxury of doing that because I have my yeah. own business. So right. where old Misty would have been like, Nope, she needs to, you know, <laughs> to get up this time, she needs to be a daycare at this time, and da, 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 da. And I know my husband struggles with that a little bit because he is like that, But
0: how does he go to bed?
1: He he doesn't need much sleep. He's probably uh-huh. still awake.
0: He's one of those. Okay. Yeah, no, he he's doesn't. One need the I'm we usually
1: to are in bed fairly early. She goes down, you know, she's in bed by like 7 and we're usually in bed by like 10 at the latest. So he's still okay. getting 6 hours. Okay. But yeah, he's not he does not need a lot of sleep. I know. It's crazy. I'm like when his alarm goes off, I'm like, "Oh, thank goodness that's not mine." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Betty, can you turn the bathroom light off when you leave?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's nuts, but it works for him, you know? So you got to find what works for you. I think people that are just doing like the, the, what is it? The 5.00 AM miracle morning, just to do it, just to check it off. That's Mm -hmm. not doing anything for you. Most of the time. It's what are the things that, that, that kind of fuel you and feed your soul you know, make sure you're doing those things. Um, Mm -hmm. that's so, so I'm all for schedules and routines, but really leaning into like what I need today. Right. You know,
0: doing what works.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Makes a big difference for sure. So
0: you guys are pretty heavy going into uh, the build to rent. What sparked that?
1: Really, uh, my husband's doing, been doing research on it for a couple of years, and obviously Texas is a great market to be in, um, mm-hmm. and what we discovered, because we were doing, we were building townhomes and selling them, mm-hmm. which is fine, and we're still doing some of that, too, um, but, you know, this, this millennial generation, or even the generation under them, like, not a lot of them want to be homeowners. They kind of just want a place and they want to travel and come home to this place and they want a newer, nicer, newer place. And they're fine paying $2,000, $2,500 a month in rent, whether it's a brand new condo, you know, in downtown area or, um, you know, people now moving more out to the suburbs after COVID wanting more space but they don't necessarily want to be a homeowner. They don't want to deal with all the things that are ho- you know, go into being a homeowner or they can't qualify for a loan for whatever reason. Credit right. or they don't have a down payment, you know. They may have $2,000 a month to spend on rent, but they don't have $20,000 to put down. Right. So it's just we've just kind of discovered all these things and Texas is just such a strong market and there's always going to have a need for rentals. Yeah. And so we saw some of these types of communities popping up and doing some research on them. and I mean, it's just like a in my opinion, it's a no-brainer. So mm-hmm. um, so we're just excited to, to hit the ground running and, and start building these these built to rent subdivisions.
0: So, Have you guys so. thought about doing um, or starting a uh, real estate investment fund to help? scale we have
1: yes we've we've talked about that and we've um i know that we're kind of doing some research on like how to properly like raise funds and do things like that you know what i mean um i can't think of the proper term that, but
0: capital raising um,
1: yeah yeah capital raising yeah doing Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff because absolutely i mean we have investors in like our townhome projects and we built anywhere from six at a time up to 12 at a time and mm-hmm. so we do know how to do it that way, but obviously when you're on a much larger scale, it's a totally different, you know, ball game and there's uh, certain ways to do it. And we want to make sure we're abiding by all the, the regulations and laws and, you <laughs> know, yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. Lot of... it is, it is, but yes, that's absolutely something we're, we are very interested in learning more about and doing in the future for sure.
0: Well, call me, um, or we'll... yeah me or Julie and we'll go out to lunch. That's what we do is, Love it. raise capital, um, awesome. and brand and market and all things real estate and, but mostly multifamily and raising capital.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you guys, would that be considered multifamily if it's like a build to rent subdivision because it's still single family? Mm, no.
0: no, um, yeah. it, it can kind be, of it can be considered a commercial loan right. because you're buying more than one parcel. Uh, But a commercial multifamily asset is five units or more, Okay, not necessarily five parcels or five residents or more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Single family is one to four. So, yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if you guys would consider that since it's, I mean, you're buying... A subdivision, like it's not like you're buying one-offs, right? You're buying, and, and you know, and how we're doing it is we're working with a buyer that's coming to the table and providing the funding, and we're mm. we're just building it, right? But mm. uh, but there's so many different ways to structure it, and that's yep. like one of my husband's favorite things to do is get creative and figure out all the different ways to make sure it's making everybody money and it makes sense. Yeah,
0: yep. So. making the returns as high as possible. Yeah, yep. and for the most part. Um, if you're in real estate, a raise is, is kind of a raise. So if you're raising a certain amount of money, like if you're raising, I, m- m- my threshold is 5 million. If you're, if you're raising more than 5 million and the, the investment amount is more than 5 million, then you're gonna, either way, you're gonna be in regulation D of the, um, the SEC code.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, if it's more than 5 million, then you're a 506 C. If it's okay. less than 5 million, then you're B. And so B is just, you can, if you do a regulation 506B, you can have 35 non-accredited investors. But at okay. your scale, you want to do 506C. You can't have non-accredited investors. So mom, grandma, and best friend can't necessarily, you know, unless they're accredited, can't right. invest in it. But now you can advertise. Um, now you can you can have as many accredited investors as you want to. Um, the filing is a little bit more expensive, but you have all of these other nice things like you can advertise so you Mm can put on Facebook, Hey, we're opening up. We just, um, signed a purchase and sell agreement for, um, 600 acres. And we're about to start a subdivision. And if you're interested, we're doing a zoom call at Friday at eight or whatever. So doing things allows you to have certain freedoms, but a five or six, B, would allow family to come in, Um, but you have other, so it's just, it's pros and cons to both.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, absolutely, yeah, no, that's, well, that's good to know, and definitely, definitely chat with you guys more about that, because that is a direction we, we would like to go in at some point, so, (laughs) cool.
0: So, um, what words of wisdom do you have for our audience, and um does anybody why she's given her amazing words of wisdom um, <laughs> does anybody have any questions and i'm sure um i'm gonna get in trouble about melvin because he's on here i'm sure i said something incorrectly <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's all right that's how we learn right, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, so words of wisdom um Honestly, I would say the best thing I've ever done is, is invest in myself, you know, whether it's a coach, a program, whatever it is, um, it just takes you to a whole new level because if you're going to just simply rely on yourself, we like to think that we hold ourselves accountable, but we don't, I mean, in full honesty, we we don't in the way that others can, And it also really helps you address any of the fears that pop up, any of those roadblocks, those obstacles. Um, And like I said, like I'm always going to have coaches and mentors because every time it's time to level up in my businesses or even in my personal life, like it's scary. It's, It's, you know, it freaks you out, makes you very uncomfortable. And you can either let that hold you back or you can push through it. And if you have the proper, you know, support around you and tools and resources, pushing through it is so much better. Like it's, Mm -hmm. there's, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is so much opportunity. You're going to be so proud um, of yourself and, and really enjoy the journey, embrace the journey. It's not going to be easy. It's not supposed to be easy and really truly taking time and acknowledging how far you've come um and, and really it's not about the destination everybody so i want financial freedom i want to quit my job i want to make this much you know a million dollars that are all great goals love 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 that but really truly understand the person that you need to become in order to achieve those goals and that's where the wow. journey is
0: that's beautiful like
1: yeah it's you if you were that person already you would have achieved all of that so Who do you need to become? And what do you need to be doing in order to have those things? It's not Mm -hmm. a, you know, have, have, be, do. It's a more of a be, do, have mindset. And that's something Mm -hmm. we dive really deep into. And understanding who that person is, who is your future self? What does she look like? What are her habits? How does she show up? You know, how does she dress? How does she interact with people? Um, And that's all discovered on your journey. And I think people focus so much on the destination that they forget about the journey. And I'm guilty of doing that as well. And the journey is where it's at. It's a beautiful ride. Um, And you just gotta, (laughs) you gotta stick with it. And you actually have to start it. You know, that's that taking action part you actually have to do. We can't complain about results that we don't create. Wow, that's a bumper sticker. (laughs) Uh, my coaching clients hear me uh, say that all the time you cannot complain about results that you do not create like absolutely not
0: uh, (laughs) oh i see
1: some people love it
0: um melvin hey did you want to chime in since she kind of touched on security stuff real quick uh yeah real quickly how are you doing Um, hello
1: i I love love this podcast so far and uh, i'm a securities attorney I'm the other uh, half of Dimensional Capital. Um, my esteemed partner gave you an antiquated uh, description <laughs> of securities laws there. That's so, why we got them. i did, I did to join you guys at lunch. You can reach out to me separately and
0: we can discuss uh, capital raising and the proper structure. But I love what you're doing. Um, the biggest takeaway that I had was being actionable, actually taking
1: action. I think that's very important. I tell my clients all the time we can talk about it for months, but you got to start doing. And uh, I think we can all learn from that. So really great podcast. Looking forward to meeting you. Thank you. Me as well. Absolutely. We'll do lunch soon for sure, all of us. That'll be fun. <laughs>
0: um, Misty, do you get asked to speak a lot?
1: I do. I do. I love speaking. Um, that's actually one of my one of my big goals. For this year is to, to get on a get on a big stage. Um, mm-hmm. I I do a lot of podcast interviews. Um, I've hosted a lot of webinars, been guests on um, webinars and presentations and things like that. And mm-hmm. I would love the opportunity to get on a stage. I actually submitted a, an application to um, get on the stage at the Invest Her Con event that's happening in May in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. And so mm-hmm. that would be one of the biggest, like, that would be the biggest event I would have ever gotten on a stage for. So mm-hmm. I'm keeping my fingers crossed there that that I'll have that opportunity. But mm-hmm. um, I just really, I'm very passionate about the mindset work that I do and the importance of it in building a business. I don't care what that business is, um, but I really think that there is a lack of that in our industry. And speaking about these things and these fears and these roadblocks. um, You know, it isn't, it is about doing. We got to get out and do, but it's also truly understanding where all of that comes from. And so every opportunity that I can get to share my own journey and what's helped me and the tools and resources I offer to others, I'm all about because, especially for women that are intimidated about getting into this industry, it's very male dominated, you know, on the investing side and they're, a little nervous. And so I don't want that holding them back or anything holding them back. And so Mm -hmm. being a support to the women investors out there is, is something that's very near and dear to my heart. And I want to just keep providing more and more resources as much as I can.
0: That's awesome. Well, um, I think I can say um, Melvin and I and Julie as well as part of Dimensional Capital would love to have you come speak at Rare Cars and Real Estate. Are you coming out uh, on the 19th?
1: So we have an event, so I'm part of another mentorship program as a master coach for them, and it's called the Women's Wealth Collective, and we have our monthly events the same exact nights as your monthly events. it's the third Thursday of the month yeah because Julie and I spoke in about it yeah. So we can definitely coordinate that. And I'll just have to let them know that they're going to have to hold down the fort for, for our event <laughs> and come hang out with you guys for a, for a night. Or, or yeah, bring,
0: the bring them way. over.
1: That's true too. We could combine and, and have one big event too. We could definitely talk about that. But yeah, our monthly networking events are the exact same night as yours. I know, it's such a bummer because I've always wanted- Great
0: minds to think alike.
1: So, but yeah, I would be honored to come and and, uh, you know, present, or speak, or share, or whatever it is that you guys would like me to do, I would, I would love that opportunity, that'd be amazing.
0: That that is amazing, yeah, Um, we will, um, we will put something together, and um, yes, I'm more excited about the lunch, because that, that seemed like it's going to happen sooner, but, (laughs) (laughs) definitely well, i'll
1: have to bring my husband along for that one too yes later. and
0: i we need to get him on a podcast as well yeah, I would to yeah so and and i held back from digging too much into the the builder side of it, the, the development side um because it seems like he's really active and i know you're active as well but
1: yeah he'll, he'll, I, he'll be about about yeah yeah mm-hmm. i would have to ask
0: him yeah
1: yeah and he'll <laughs> love to talk about it so <laughs> it'll be perfect so well, awesome. Awesome. Yeah.
0: I appreciate you coming on so much. Um, so, y- this video will get disseminated on multiple di- different platforms as well as your audio. Um, so, you are currently marketing yourself, and I appreciate everyone who has made it this far into whatever platform you're watching. Misty, how do you want people to get in contact with you? Keep in mind, this is going on the interwebs. So, this is five <laughs> years later. You know, yeah. <laughs> maybe an email because you, you might change your phone number or something, but how do you want them to get in contact with you?
1: Honestly, the best way is to find me on Facebook. Um, okay. I'm part of many investing groups, obviously have my own. Um, and so if you find me on Facebook, otherwise you can email me at Misty at Um, And then I have the Her Mindset Matters REI website. You can submit a form and it'll notify me that you would like to chat about some of the coaching um, you know, opportunities that I offer. And so that's just at her But yeah, just find me on Facebook. I mean, I'm always, always in there looking through all the fun real estate stuff and, um, you know, sharing a lot of good stuff as well. I'm actually doing a free webinar uh, tomorrow night. That's the five simple steps to take real action and get real results in your REI business. Um, mm-hmm. so if anybody's listening and wants to 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 really take some action, right? You haven't already, then then that would be awesome to to join in the fun on that. But that's happening tomorrow at five o'clock. But I do a lot of stuff like that, little free webinars and stuff like that here and there. So
0: yeah. Well you got branding down, Pack. So there you go. Yeah.
1: Good. Well, hey, I've been doing it all myself for the last few years. So now I'm excited to have somebody that's actually an expert <laughs> in it help me and I can just focus on the coaching and real estate stuff. <laughs> okay. That's so, a
0: lot. Oh my goodness. Yes, a lot.
1: yes for sure. Well, thank so you so much fine. for having me as a guest. I really had a great time and loved the conversation and let's keep talking, you know, let's meet yes. for lunch. Let's, we'll let's keep eating.
0: eating yes, lunch. we will go eat and um, I, I will Perfect. coordinate with Julie. Okay. Uh, where we're going to eat um, but I'm excited and I will see you soon
1: sounds good thank you so much and hello to everybody who is tuning in <laughs> I appreciate you all right take care right. you too <laughs> Bye-bye. bye